0: Izzy raised her head and tried to make the room focus. Unfortunately, it was dark and blurry, and she couldn't see any details. Sky, she yelled. Are you there? Oh, Izzy. Her sister sounded concerned, but not worried, not afraid. We didn't know what else to do. We? I'm here, too. Lexi, her other sister, said. "'This is for your own good. "'Havin' me kidnapped?' "'Nick comes very highly recommended. "'You told us that your doctors wanted to put you on an antidepressant, "'which you wouldn't agree to. "'This is better.' "'What?' "'You wouldn't leave your room or talk to us. "'It's been a month, Izzy.' "'You're having me kidnapped because I wouldn't go shopping with you?' are you insane? They moved into the hallway. She could tell because the room got darker, and her fingers brushed against the walls. Then they were going down, down, down into more darkness. Each step jarred her entire body. If she had that lunch her sisters were so hysterical about, she would be throwing it up, right about now. I'm not kidding, she yelled, "'Stop this right now. All of you. Nick, I don't care what my sister said. I didn't agree to this. Put me down, or I swear I'll throw your ass in jail for so long you'll actually learn to enjoy being Bubba's love slave.' "'You signed a release,' Rock Eye said calmly, still moving through the house. "'What?' "'You signed a release. I've got it here in my pocket.' Izzy wanted to scream in frustration as she remembered Skye asking her to sign a few checks so her sister could pay Izzy's bills. She tricked me. I'm blind. I didn't know what I was signing. They went outside. She saw the blurry outline of trees and the welcome light and heat of the sun. You shouldn't sign what you can't read, Nick told her. She could hear the humor in his voice, and that really pissed her off. Seconds later, he opened a car door and dumped her onto a smooth leather seat. Before he could close the door, she pushed past him and bolted for freedom. She made it all of three steps before he grabbed her around the waist and pulled her against him. It was like pressing against the side of a mountain. She kicked and tried to pull her arm free. Irritation turned to fury and betrayal. She turned toward the house. At least she could see something that big and assumed her sisters were on the porch. How could you do this to me? She demanded. You're my family. Izzy, we love you. There were tears in Skye's voice. Good, Izzy thought furiously. She hoped Skye felt guilty for the rest of her life. We didn't know what else to do, Lexi called, sounding less than sure. I would never do this to you, Izzy screamed. Don't think I'll ever forgive you, ever. The last word was cut short as she was tossed back into the rear of a car or SUV. She couldn't tell which. The door slammed shut before she could run again. She lunged for the door handle. Only there wasn't one. Nor could she open the windows. Seconds later, she discovered a thick, mesh screening behind the seat and between her and the front of the vehicle. She was trapped. She heard the door open and vaguely saw Nick slide behind the wheel. Then they were driving away. Her sisters had hired a stranger to take her from her home and do God knows what to her. They'd abandoned her. No this was worse. This was actual action on their part. The two people she'd counted on her entire life had discovered she was too much trouble and had tossed her out like the trash. For the next three hours, Nick Hollister drove ten miles above the speed limit. He wanted to go faster, but knew he couldn't outrun the inevitable. His pretty, dark-haired passenger was staring out the window with a determination that told him she was about ten seconds from losing it. You can cry if you want to, he said. It won't bother me,